Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told. It was a bad shot. Tied at 115. Crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. After a week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to two to one. A deep three. Oh! What? This is Sports Sunday. Blazers win the series, a walk-off three from Lillard. A recap of the sports week, a preview of today's games, and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. I mean, that's a bad shot. The fan. Well, I choose you, baby. I choose to be here on Sunday morning while the other half of the team or the other third of the team decides to go out and, you know, be an a-hole and, and enjoy his weekend. How how dare Joe? How can you make plans to do anything that supersede this show? Ever? I don't know. I don't how? know. To go out there to bend and spend his days in the sun enjoy and golfing. Who, I mean, the nerve of this dude, man. Who the hell are you? I don't know, man. But either way, I'm here for my people. This is Sports Sunday as we get ready to wind down to Football Sunday, which I believe is next week. Ooh, we are we are getting close. We I mean, are so, right there. Yeah, because do, do you start Football Sunday like right as uh, the week of well, uh, NFL football starts, or does college football? What what is well, that? Well, I mean, it's my first time. Technically, around we could be Football Sunday today because football has officially started. Week zero, baby. Week zero is is here. Has came and gone already. And uh, or uh, is there some games today? Um, uh, no, I believe there's some Sunday action, uh, unless like there's some, you know, FBS stuff going on, FCS, yeah. or excuse me, FCS well, stuff I know going like on. when the college, or excuse me, when the NFL season isn't going, like, you know, you might find a Sunday game and, you know, like you said, SMU playing. Yeah, playing I was looking someone. yesterday, I, I know like there's a huge uh, LSU-Florida State matchup next Sunday. 
Um, but as far as this Sunday, I don't believe there's any big games or any games at all. Well, we are here in football season, but uh, we are going to go ahead and call this one Sports Sunday. I am Rashad Taylor uh, behind the glass. My guy Jordan, what's good, man? That's oh, good to see you. Having a great weekend. Are Having, you really? I mean, minus the smoke in the air still. My wife has asthma, so... That kind of unfortunately dictates our plans, just like the you know what the air is doing, yeah. uh, you know, like on a particular weekend like this. So we were going to go to the lake on Friday, that got kiboshed. So that kind of sucked. So yeah, we, man, a lot of a lot of you know natural disaster stuff going on all around the country. You know everything, the flooding and stuff in, in yeah. L.A. or in California, excuse me. Um, you know, obviously the wildfires that we seem to have every single summer. Gosh, you know, yeah, no, it's a regular thing now. It just, we just kind of expect wildfire. And then, of course, we haven't forgotten about Hawaii and oh, everything no. that's going on there. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening. So hopefully you guys are able to keep safe. And if you have loved ones in those areas, man, kind of uh, making sure we're keeping some type of lifeline with them and, you know, letting them know that we still with them and, and you know, I think... we're thinking about them and everything. But, yeah, you got to stay safe out there. And that's one of those things we don't talk about enough is – the the people with you know some type of lung issue or some type of breathing issue and the smoke gets in the air and it's tough for you know a lot of us people that don't have those type yeah. of issues to to breathe in it so you throw on top of that asthma asthma or something else like yeah that's a whole different bag of worms well and i was looking down in southern oregon like where you know the roseburg area where the aqi is near you know three to four hundred which is just straight unhealthy i think that's probably kind of back I don't know if you all remember during the pandemic uh, time when we were at home, when those wildfires struck and Estacada and Malala were essentially evacuated and the Portland metro area was just in a cloud of smoke for two weeks. Malala wasn't super far away from where I live, so I figured, like, it was probably coming. Like, where I I was living, I could, you know, look over and see some of the things, like, oh, this is getting getting heavy. So so you could see smoke from where you live? Like, like not just smoke in the air, but, like, smoke coming from burning. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, this might be bad. I might have to evacuate. But luckily, um, didn't have those issues. That is scary, though. But, yeah, man, so, um, you know, all that stuff aside, man, there's there's still some, some sports out there to make sure that we kind of you know keep our minds in a in a happy space you know a competitive space at least for a little bit like but um we always want to make sure that we remember the world around us and the things that are happening but as far as sports there's always stuff and that's what we're here for on a uh, football and, and and uh sports sunday i'm gonna miss sports sunday though man because uh it's gonna give us the opportunity to, to really focus on football but then there's always some crap that happens and it's like oh we can't even talk about it just because it's basketball, it's baseball. Yeah, it's, it's so it's this. football only next week. Here oh right yeah, yeah. Okay. We're we're ha- I mean, and mind you, the thing about football is there's so much of it, you know. And so we can go real. The fact that there's only one game a week for football, we have nothing to do but you know dissect every single part of that week of football. So that's the that's the cool part. But um, yeah, man, I uh, I'm taking my my sister today to Ooh. to ThriftCon. Thrift con. So this is like kind of a something like at the Expo Center, like this an event for something thrifting? at the Expo Center for thrifting. Okay. Which I didn't know was a actual thing. You know, as far I mean, I knew obviously thrifting is a thing, but to have a whole kind of you know event of, of just you know thrifters and people that come out with their their vintage things, like I mean, and to I, take I, from the Comic Con name. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, Thrift- but everything doesn't have to be con. You know, everything yeah, right? doesn't have to be a con. You can just. Man, this is the annual 
thrift convention. Like, okay, cool. It's like, like every I mean, scandal is gate, but you know, I guess, because of Watergate. It's yeah, so stupid. But I guess con is short for convention. It, so. it's, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it actually plays. But like gate, that, that doesn't because that was just a one-off. No. And now it's, you know, like spy gate or, or deflate gate. And it's like, Are you a really, thrifter? I, when or I your have wife? time, yes. Yeah, so we love to let go, you know, there's estate sales and uh, Friday, Saturday mornings, garage sales all around this area. You can find them on Craigslist, or if you still read the newspaper, you can find postings for local sales or even just driving around your neighborhood. So when we remember that that is an option on Saturday mornings, like sitting around, hey, what to do? Yeah, let's go. But like other than, you know, just that time when we think, you know, hey, oh, let's go to a garage sale. We're, we're not regular thrifters. I guess. Yeah. I, so. you know, honestly, I'm not a thrifter. I No? I... I really want it to be, you know, and you know, but I, I don't know. It's other people's stuff in a lot of in a lot of cases and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm always a little weird. I got you about thrifting. I don't. And here's Copa. I really don't know why. You know, I mean, my lady loves it, mm -hmm. so she goes thrifting like you know, all the time and everything like that. I used to like going antique shopping, which sounds weird. Yeah, you know, I did that with a, my dad a lot growing yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I would um antiquing. I used to work for um, Portland Parks and Recreation. Shout out to Portland Parks, and uh, hell yeah! And um, I would drive this group of elderly folk out to McMinnville. I bet they like, were elderly. Like once every no, seriously, like a like a group of you know older older ladies. I don't know any twenty four year olds antiquing on the weekend. Oh yeah, you know, let alone out there in um, McMinnville. But you know, got a chance to take them out there and a couple cool antique stores. Like oh shoot, there's some. I found like. All the blazer cups from uh, Dairy Queen. Yep. And I was like, oh. When I looked at how much each of them were, I was like, oh, I don't want to pay seventeen dollars for for each of these. You what? know what I'm saying? My but, dad, man, my dad back in the day found those for like two bucks. See, that that's garage sailing back in like two thousands when nobody really cared about like you know arbitrage and trying to find items for cheap and resell them. You know, you can find stuff for two bucks, but now everybody's on that like, ooh, I'm gonna make a couple extra bucks of profit mindset. And so, yeah, you can't find that, those classic blazer items those, for cheap anymore. Those blazer cups go down in Portland lore as, like, some of the, obviously, the coolest blazer merch that there is that's ever existed is those cups. In my, in my opinion, if you, do, if you never had those glasses, they came from Dairy Queen, and they had classic blazer characters. So there was a Clyde, a Jerome, a you know, everything was a caricature. Of yeah. each of them on. It was like a cartoon. Yeah, a little thing, cartoonish yeah. thing. That was a point when it was cool to put all the, you know, just cartoon characters or caricatures on, you know, t shirts and stuff like that. So they were all in those cups and they were all doing something different, something, you know, some different yeah. activity and stuff like that. And so when you go to your friend's house and you got the drink out of that blazer cup, like that's awesome. Or even now, if I go to a buddy's house and you still and get to drink out they, of that blazer yeah, cup, they give me a, a Terry Porter blazer cup. It's like, yo, that's. That's awesome. This is throwback. See, yeah. I would challenge you. I think those are probably one of the coolest pieces of classic Blazers memorabilia. The Franz bread trading, oh, the trading cards. Card. Man, the, the, every time my dad and I would go to the, we would just uh, screw the supermarket. We'd go right to the Franz store. There was one in Salem, and just like right from the distributing area, they have a little area where you can, you know, buy loaves of bread. And my dad would buy like ten loaves of bread so we could get all of the cards. And absolutely, we'd spend twenty bucks getting all the packs of Blazers cards. Yes, and man. Man, he probably has five years of sets of those. So just good memories and something that every time I go back to look at, you know, are they worth anything now? 
No, but the memories that, that the they point. hold are worth like, everything. You know, so that, really, that, that wasn't really the point. Like, how no, many how no. many trading cards were actually worth anything? Uh, you know, to be uh, to be honest, if we're being real, like there's a few that nowadays. Yeah, I I did this yeah, for a couple of years. They they have gotten there. You know, to a level. Like how but, much how much money are you gonna get for a Purvis Ellis? You yeah, know, what I'm saying exactly. trading card right now. You're 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 not. You know, we're on a local level. Yeah, so. you know, but so but it was still it was the the novelty of having it, you know, to, to say like, Oh, I got these cards or I got these cups and stuff like that. It was, it was kind of one of those cool things. Like, I don't, what's the thing now for the blazers? Um, like what's the thing now that like everybody, you go to everybody's house and they've got one of these. Probably like, a Dame Jersey. I mean, that, I, that's, I mean, yeah, that's I don't probably really... the biggest, most generic item that I could think of. Right. Like, like there people... was things. And mind you, that was France. That was France bread for yeah. as far as the card you were talking and about. Dairy queen, for dairy the queen for the cups. Like there were people that were, companies that were like okay we're invested in the, our local blazers market like where is that now i mean uh, like you get now you don't even get the mcmuffin anymore or the chalupa anymore for uh for 100 points no, you like, get what uh, is it now? it's nuggets or a, a large fry i can't remember but i do miss you know Man, and, and i guess some people it's kind of pick your poison do you like mcdonald's or you like taco bell like whichever one doesn't matter but like i think a lot of people miss the chalupa i and like a lot different of, types of chalupas and like, a, that's what i like a lot of people feel like that there was more in the hundred point giveaway back in the day as opposed to now i, I think that's kind of where people are at. Oh, of course now okay you know? well just let's go ahead and change the uh change the standard maybe now people need to get teams need to get 110 and then you know we can start talking chalupa or which I think they should bring. No, up. if you like bumped it up to like one ten or one twenty, and you did something, you know, like a free burger at like a big joint, you know, like a, I don't know, like a, this, this whole marketing of items for teams and specific relationships has changed so much as we're talking about over the past 20, 25 years, man. It used to be so beneficial for teams to get in business with those companies. Nowadays, it's so big on social media, you know, with the companies reach themselves. Like, what are they, what's the point? It's more so for fun than actual reach at this point. So, right. And I think that's one of the reasons it's changed, unfortunately, for the worse. And we don't uh, get cool stuff anymore. Yeah, young then Blazer, the pandemic killed all the cool stuff even further. Young Blazer fans will never get to experience what it was like to really have some of those things as a, as a young kid. You know, like, again, just go to different restaurants or wherever the, the case is and find blazers there or they come to your school or they you know do I mean I feel like a lot of them never do that. Like anymore. Rashad if I just went chalupa you'd know exactly what I was doing and you'd know exactly what it was from. Yeah. It was when Mark Mason announced at the 100 point mark during a Blazers game that the fans were getting chalupas. It was so awesome. Man, yeah, man. It was it was a great time to be a Blazer fan. Uh, not so much now, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're we got some. Yeah, we no, we got some stuff to talk about okay, here on, okay, okay. on a Sports Sunday. Obviously, the Pac-12 season has officially started. Utah and USC yeah. both had games, and so we'll talk a little bit about a little bit about the USC game. Not really sure if there's much to unpack from 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 Utah, but as far as the USC game, they looked incredibly strong. They looked like a team that should be competing for a national championship. They gave up a lot of points on defense. Uh, you think that'll kind of be fixed uh by the time the season really gets here but we'll talk about that we're going to continue our divisional previews yeah. and today we have uh we're wrapping things up with the nfc and afc west so all of our local teams over here so we got a lot of obviously a lot of seahawk fans a lot of niner fans a few bronco fans lots of raider and fans one rams fan here and you know got a rams fan you know over there but you know also man 
um, starting to see a lot of Chiefs fans, you know, in these parts. And so uh, we're going to talk. About, yeah, I know. Right. We're, yeah. Like, if and you that's could what see happens. me in studio, it was just like, oh, really? And that's <laughs> what happens, man. Like you get a guy like Patty Mahomes. He comes in. He lights the world on fire. You're going to have a lot of people that are fans of those teams. A lot of Bunch younger of bandwagon are, jumpers. Lot is what of, we're like you're seeing a lot of Steph Curry and Golden State fans. It's like, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things when you got a guy changes the game. Kind of like the Mariners are playing well. So now my Mariner fandom has been, you know, seething within me for 20 plus years. But everybody else around me now that they're in first place seems to be wearing Mariners gear. Hey. What the hell is that all about? Hey, I man, like it, I've but I waiting, don't. Hey, man, we've been waiting for the Mariners to get good just to put that gear on. So uh, that's a great thing. Um, we're also going to go ahead and talk about some of our favorite moments. From the Pac-12. With this being the final season of the Pac-12, there have been some awesome, awesome moments that either maybe broke our hearts or made us, you know, cry with joy. And so uh, Jordan and I will kind of talk about some of those. Feel free to uh, to chime in on the text line for us. Where's the text line number? Uh, eight six four six fan is the Vancouver Ford text line. Look at Jordan over I'll get there, you, man. I'll get you a sheet with that. But yeah, five zero three eight six four six fan the Vancouver Ford text line. They will help you before, during, and after the sale. Go visit them, VancouverFord.com. They're awesome. Monty helps everybody here at the station. And as soon as I need a Maki, which my wife and I've been talking about it for two years now, we're gonna go see Monty. Look Vancouver at you Ford. selling things for Vancouver Ford, man. Hell go yeah. ahead, bud. So um, when we come back, man, uh, we're just going to get some basketball up and out of the way. Let's go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm not going to speak on the team that, that Damian Lillard was talking about, but uh, Dame has some things to say. And, uh, man, we'll see if these bros are loyal, man. We're going to talk about that next right here, Sports Sunday on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday crew here minus Joe Fish who's up there and uh, or down there in Bend. You know, having him a grand old time. I was saying, Joe, you have like the most wonderful, wonderful weekends of all all time. Like, well, I mean, there's never the like a dull moment, us, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it is. You know, single guy, so just kind of out there, just living his dreams. Can't you know? just use his son at this point. Is like, he's like a single dad? Like, yeah. hey, hey, go get dad some strange. There it <laughs> there's is. There's a stand-up you know, comedian that has a joke bring me about a white that. claw back. You know, uh-huh. but. uh yeah, so he doesn't get to participate in this conversation with us. You know, he was going <laughs> to 
Joe said he was going to Skype in or Google Meets on a Skype. Or, you know what I'm saying? What was it? Like Zoom in? Like, hey and guys. as soon as he said that last week, I looked oh. at him like, bro, stop it. You're not doing. It's like, no, no, I think I can do it. You'll know, be lots able to do it. Lasers news this week. Yeah, no, exactly. That that would have been his whole, his no, whole sneeze the entire time. So I was like, yeah. So it didn't shock me. We got here and I was like, hey, did uh, did, your, did uh, Joe hit you and tell you about um him kind of doing the whole Zoom meeting, Zoom call in? Yeah, yeah I'm can... a goldfish. I'll, I'll be honest, I completely forgot about what was spoken last week on and off the air about Joe being gone. So, like, when you show up, you know, I just kind of waited by the door for you. It's like, oh, what's up, fam? And it's like, Joe talked to you. It's like, oh, yeah, that's... No, no, I did not hear a damn word no. from our buddy Joe Fisher. Yeah, because he's not coming in via Zoom, Google Meet. Skype. He's not doing smoke smoke signals. Joe is out for the day. So he's not, he's not doing the remote working. Not at all. No. Not at all. Not on the radio show. Like neither. Well, I don't think we really care that much. You no. know, like when we're not here. Nah. Um, someone who also doesn't seem like they care very much uh, is, I, I guess he's still Trailblazers point guard, seven time All Star Damian Lillard. I guess we technically call him that. Still, he's yes. still that. You know, when they you know when they start the uh, the article, that's usually what it says. Um, Dame had a sit-down interview with uh, ESPN's Mark Spears. Always, uh, you know, a great interview, at least for me. And um, he had some stuff to say about Portland, or rather not had some stuff to say about Portland. I think this clip is about a minute and a half. Yeah, a minute, almost two minutes long, but it, it's pretty spicy for the pepper. So if you haven't heard it yet, and mind you, I'm just now hearing all of it today. I heard a little soundbite like most of us heard about the things that he said, but uh, we're going to dive into some of the things that uh, Trailblazer point guard Damian Lillard said. Go ahead and check this out. What was the straw that brought you uncertainty um, about the future of the Blazers franchise? I'm not going. I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. It's a lot of lot of love and respect, but I don't. You know, I won't speak on the Blazers. It's well documented that. There have been a trade request. Um, is to the Miami Heat? Is there anything that you could say about the trade request? I can say that there, there was, and I would just prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers. Oftentimes, with you, the word loyalty comes up. How do you balance loyalty with uh, getting the best for you? I've always said that I'm loyal to who I am and I'm going to do what I feel like is the right thing to do. This is the vision I have for myself. This is what I see being fit for me at this at this moment. I'm going to ride that until the wheels fall off. But, you know, anything that I'm a part of, it all has to, to be connected. That's what I'm loyal to. Where are your championship dreams and aspirations now as a 33-year-old? That's literally the thing at the top of my list, you know, when I wake up and I got to get up and go do what I got to do. I got to make time for my kids and I still got to lift and I got to do all these things and I got to make sure that that training and the preparation is still my priority. You need something about to, to stay committed the way I've been committed. And that's, it's as high as it's going to get. Like that's, that's ultimately what I want to experience. And that's what I want to get done. Hmm. Man, hot in the last uh, 45 spicy, 50 seconds. you know like i mean the thing that got I me mean, i think we all heard the first part or at least we saw maybe a part of the clip like like most of us on social did but um 
I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. That that was the part that kind of hit, still hits hardest for me. The fact that, you know, after all this time, after all these years, and the Blazers pretty much, you know, doing their best to cater to, I mean, real, I'm not going to say, Olshay was not a great GM. Was not. But also, I don't think it would have mattered. Hmm. If I'm, if we're being completely okay. honest. Um, history, if, Look at history, and history kind of shows us everything. Nobody's coming to Portland. People, in, in most cases, have to agree to be traded somewhere. Like, Dame has pretty much only agreed to be traded to Miami Heat, and that's a whole different thing to be, you know, to, to feel a way about. But nobody was coming to Portland. It it, it, it happened the, the, the one time. Well, actually, it happened a lot in the, in the 90s as far as having guys that were traded. But at that point, you didn't have guys that really had the the player empowerment that a lot of these players have now or that any all these players have now. You know, at that point, you, if you were traded to the Bullets, you were just traded to the Bullets. That's just how that went. You know, there was no, I'm going to sit it out and I'm going get, to get, let them buy me out or anything like that. No, it was like, you now you play for the Jazz. That's just how this works. But, you know, now with players, you know, kind of understanding a little more of their worth and what they bring um, as far as revenue, yeah, my, my, they have this ability to, to kind of call their shot now. But I think for the most part, the Blazers have tried to do things that would help Damian Lillard. Outside of not getting Paul George, you know, that one time, that was more so because Kevin Pritchard hates Portland, you know, at this point. And I probably would would have hated Portland, too. And not have done no business with them. Oh yeah, they did KP wrong. Yeah, they obviously. did. They I did mean, Pritchard. the dude worked his final draft after being fired. You know, knowing that that would probably help his future job prospects in the league. But, Pritch worked his ass off yeah, as as the right. general manager of the Blazers, and it was really that was the one time as far as a as far as somebody from the front office, and it really kind of hurting the Blazers. That was the one time that I think that really that happened. Like when you lost him, and then you fired Terry Stotts. Okay, you know these these aren't these aren't great moves, but whatever. You know you've got faith in in Damian Lillard and everything. You've drafted some young guys, and if Philadelphia showed us anything, and some of these other franchises showed if it showed us anything, man, you draft well for a couple years, it usually pays off. Yeah, this is the third year that the Blazers uh, have gotten kind of a stud, you know, in the draft. Or third year in like five years, you throw an ant, then you throw in the fact that you've been able to draft Shaden. And now Scoot, you know, all of a sudden, you know, with the with the future building, that looks good. But as far as Dame saying he's not going to speak on the Blazers, there's a but then follows it by saying there's a lot of love and respect there. But I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. Yeah. I, I would you want them? I'm well, I'm curious of what Dame wants the Blazers to say. We're going to trade you for peanuts. Sure. Like, go ahead and go to Miami. Our best player, one of the most talented players in the league, a top 10 top 12 player, depending on who you're talking to, player in the league, and we're just going to give you up for Tyler Hero and a, and a first and second round draft pick? That sounds balanced to you? I mean, I'm not necessarily sure that's what he's saying here. I think he is trying to protect his love for the Blazers. We heard, we, we've heard the statement from him on Instagram Live that one day saying bulletproof love. So so there's the feeling. I, I think this is a you know professional athlete still at the peak of his game, trying to get what he wants, but also trying to toe that line of like, yo, I love the Blazers. I love the organization. And this isn't necessarily, you know, like the fault of 
every single person in the Blazers organization that's been there throughout my time. And I and I do think he's very careful with his statements publicly. You know, you talked about Neil O'Shea's time here. And if we're really pinning, you, you make a good point, Rashad, if we're really pinning exactly like when Dame, everybody can ask the question, you know, when did Dame start to get antsy here? When did he want to start to, you know, get a championship outside of Portland? When did he not see... Uh, the writing uh, kind of coming together for him and then maybe start to look outside of the organization for, you know, his future. He didn't want to answer that question there. We can all because he knew how it would make him sound. Exactly. And that's my whole thing. And this is I'm not sure if this is just the who Dame is, but he's been saying all this stuff about loyalty, everything he said at towards the tail end of that interview, as far as, you know, what loyalty I'm loyal to me word. Okay, like that's cool, and you should be loyal to yourself and everything. But everything you said goes opposite of everything you've been saying. You know, as far as a cha- uh, winning a championship. Okay, because just a year ago, championships didn't define you. That was just a year ago, or actually, was it earlier in the season? It, it was. It was in the last twelve months, I believe. Yeah, it's like it's just that, talking about his legacy not being defined. Yeah, by like a championship. it's not defined by that, but now it's everything. But now it's the it's the number one thing. It's like okay, and that's fine. And guess what? If you just said that at first, like most play, like most players say, mm-hmm. then nobody would have had a problem with any of this. And guess what? Most of us still understand why you want to trade. Yeah, of course. We're not mad at you, but the fact that you want to be traded to this one team that made it all the way to the NBA Finals and won two games and almost you know maybe could have won if Jimmy Butler hadn't gassed out. Maybe we could have done more but got all the way to the NBA Finals and have done it twice in the past four years. And you don't want to be traded to anybody else. That's the one team you want to go to. If that's not the the, the definition of the easy way out, then I don't know what is. Because it'd be different if he was saying, I just want to be traded to a contender that's trying to compete today. No, okay, that's I, I cool. That. that makes perfect sense. That's, as a, that's what we, as Blazer fans, we all want that for you because it's not going to happen here for you. So cool. Go play for a contender. The fact that, no, it's this team. And then on my Instagram, I'm playing, like, welcome to Miami. Like, I've already said, this is the only place I'm going. How petty does this dude look? And now you're not going to speak on us because, on the Blazers, because they don't want to give up this great commodity for, a te- uh, like, a, a Tracell? I don't think Dame really wants to speak bad on the Blazers, regardless of whether he's, you know, demanding one team or not. And let's be honest, you know, I know Dame is giving his agent direction here, but I do, in my heart of hearts, believe that Damian Lillard has has come to the conclusion that his agent kind of oversold their position a little bit. Otherwise, the deal would already be done. I mean, I think I think we can all agree that Aaron Goodwin probably pushed a little too hard. I mean, the NBA's memo I, about them saying, hey, Miami and Miami only, and how that's not okay publicly and privately, and essentially Aaron Goodwin having to deny, oh, no, we, we didn't say that exactly. We were saying he would be unhappy. It's like, okay, you got your hand caught in the cookie jar, and you're trying to play semantics with the words game. Damn you for doing that. This is exactly what you said. We know that's what you were telling teams. So, okay. But 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 with all that being said, Dame knows that this is probably a hand that got overplayed. So no, he's he knows in his heart of hearts he can't look good or bad here. But I don't think, regardless of the situation, he's going to speak bad on the Trailblazers. And I do think that there were the last couple of years where he really was putting his time 
into the development of the future of the franchise, allowing a couple of years of his prime career to tick by Rashad. He was hurt for one of the for one of those years. Exactly, and, but and was, still yeah. giving the organization his body. Yes, they signed him to a two hundred sixty million dollar deal. But the point is, he was telling Joe, he was telling everybody in the front office, "I trust you guys. I believe that you're going to do but what also, you're telling me that you're." But you do. also signed for two hundred sixty. You knew what the ask was going to be. You of knew, course. And mind you, and this is the same dude. And I know we have to break here. We're against it. But this is also the same one that was like, I'm not a recruiter. That's not my job. So you mean to tell me Stephen Curry can get on a plane and go see KD while he's on vacation to say, hey, bro, I don't like this losing feeling. We need you. Or LeBron can get on the phone after losing in the finals and call his buddies like, bro, this is not working. Let's do something together. Like, because this whole, like me, us trying to do it on our own, isn't working. Let's what? try something else. You know, yeah. and like you mean to tell me that you are better than Steph and LeBron? You mean to tell me that I don't that that's that's beneath you is to go ahead and call someone and say, "Hey, come over here." Who knows what may what may have happened in a market like Portland, in a market like Utah, in one of these small small markets that only have a professional basketball team to say, "Hey man, why don't you why don't you come play with us for a little bit?" Never to to say that I don't do that. That's not my job to recruit. Yes, that's every superstar's player uh, player's role at this point in the NBA to be able to recruit like that. And the fact it was kind of arrogant. And he was on this. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it. And now he finds out that he can't do it himself. And it's like y'all should have did more to help me. Like what? Well, I, all right. I hear what you're saying. We can get into it more next segment. But th- there has been a point like Lamarcus leaving Portland. Dame was desperate to try and get him back. So there have been points where Dame has been trying to reach out, putting it all on Damian Lillard. I think that's why I'm, he answered the question the way that he did. And not, and not even, it's not, it doesn't involve, He felt like it was being put on we, him we gotta, solely we gotta, to bring a again, superstar to Portland. It's important to, to remember that we did have a different general manager for a while that didn't make things easy. Neil Olshay did not make things easy as far as... No, what are you going to do when then, you get brought again, Evan Turner Neil, and nobody else? Neil Olshay drafted really well. You know, there's a few guys in there in between there that he, you know, was able to draft and kind of develop in between there. It looks like Zach Collins is about to become a pretty good player you know now that yeah, he's it healthy took seven and years but i mean he was he, was, he wasn't healthy he was young you know but a- now exactly but, but now he's about to become a guy and i think that's the thing pick at the time and man. i think and i think it's a that's kind of where we are now so yes there probably should have been more talent or i think they hope there'd be more talent around dame but it was one of those things you traded the most talented guy to new orleans and got nothing for him so that definitely didn't help either. But we can spend a lot of time talking about Damian Lillard. We can do the whole show, but we don't want to do that because there's still uh, a lot of football uh, to get to. But, um, yeah, what, what say you, man? Do you do you want to keep this conversation going or do you want to move into football? I mean, there's really so much to be said about Dame, and I think that there's been pretty much every angle hit. The one thing left that we could talk about is just – when this deal could happen and if this conversation affects that. But other than that, I really think there's no. Anything, so. Okay, moving on. It's coming yeah, up next, on. man. Pac-12 is back for its last hoorah. Uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite Pac-12 moments as we come back. But first, Jordan has sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Giving that thug passion over here on uh, Sports and Football Sunday, baby. This is what we do, man. But uh, yesterday... Stanford, or excuse me, USC had their very first football game of the year, right? The foosball was back. Foosball. And um, you play foosball with your friends. And not sure if you knew, but USC has a guy that won the Heisman last year. Caleb Williams, their quarterback, their star quarterback, um, their star sophomore quarterback that a lot of people say has an opportunity to be the first person since Archie... Who was it? What's the last Archie name? Griffin. Archie Griffin. Archie Thank Griffin, you. the seventies. Ohio oh, State kept, running back Archie Griffin. Yeah. Want uh is the only person to actually win the Heisman twice. There yep. have been people nominated to win it uh, again. However, there's only one guy, Archie Griffin, to actually win the Heisman twice. Caleb Williams has an opportunity to be the second person to ever do it and the first person in what sixty years? Something like that, yeah. To I think be able plus to nine hundred betting odds. Really? I, I would I, I would run down and you're thinking, okay, I have a little money to burn. Put a 50 spot on that one. Well, the thing, I'll, I'll go confirm that, but the, it ain't bad money odds. No, I can I can imagine. I can imagine it's not. But uh, yesterday, Caleb Williams, uh, four touchdowns in one game. So he did the Al Bundy as uh, USC goes on to win 56-28 over uh, San Jose State. Plus 450. I'm doubling your money. Sorry, y'all. Oh, still still not say, a bad, that's like, not a bad say, one. Woof, man, that's... Plus 450, though. Still decent money. Not as good as I was thinking. But uh, USC pretty much has been uh, chosen as the, the the top of the class for the what will now be kind of on its last legs, Pac-12. Um, again, Caleb Williams last night, 278 yards on 18 for 25. Four touchdowns, no picks. Sacked twice, though. But other than that, he did absolute work out there. USC... 
top to bottom, looks like they might be the most talented team or one of the most talented teams in the country. Finally, this is what USC has been waiting for. This is the roster that they've been waiting for. After the sanctions, after everything, after going through, uh, you know, the 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 big boulder that was Oregon, just kind of coming through the Pac-12 or Pac-10 and just, you know, changing the game with the jerseys and everything like that. USC is trying to bring back, you know, the classic prominence that they've always had. Those jerseys are still, they're still fire, man. That, what's, what's the color? Is it maroon? I would say maroon or crimson. I, I don't yeah. know exactly. Well, I feel like Stanford goes by crimson, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know exactly what that is. I, I need Danny Morang on the horn to give me to be like, "This is the red, you jerk." Or or swag. Swag would be able oh, to yeah, give you exactly. Tell me too. You know what it is, but I think after all the years of suffering for UFC or UFC USC, after you know the Reggie Bush stuff and all everything was taken away and scholarships and sanctions and. All that jazz. I think that this is finally the team that they've been waiting for. Last year, they came within a game of making it to the playoff. This year might be their year. And so yesterday they had a dominant dominant win. Uh, but it kind of got me thinking as I'm looking at all these kind of nostalgic Pac-12 um, and USC videos. It's like, damn, man, the, the, the Pac-12 is really gone. Like, that's that's a... That's the thing, and I guess I'm a traditionalist. I, I I didn't really know like that I cared about you know stuff like that, but I guess I do, you know. And so just stuff you never like, know what you got till it's gone. Right, you Rashad? really you really don't, you know. And so uh, kind of got me thinking about what some of my favorite moments were, as far as you know, just being a Pac-12 fan. And off top, some of those you know started kind of um, rolling in, and um, the Oregon Oregon State uh, Civil War that whomever won that game was going to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I want to say that was back in 2008 or, you know, yeah. 2009, one of those two. Um, that was a great game. That was LeGarrette Blunt going crazy at the end of that game. And uh, really, I think, was that his, like, first game back from after his suspension? Because the first game of the season, he knocked out a uh, – was it a Boise State player? Oh, yeah, he not no he knocked out Byron Hout and was suspended. At, I think at the time indefinitely and was able to work his way back. I don't think it was the first game back for him, but it was the biggest performance yeah. of the season since he had come back. No, what 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 team was it that he that that uh, he knocked out the guy? What team? Boise State. Boise yeah, State. no, That's it was the it was the season opener. Oregon was supposed to handily beat Boise State. I think they were favored like by a, more than a few points. And like a, he said to him, like, "How about that ass whooping or something?" Yeah, like that. yeah. And, and then Legarrette Blunt clocked him, knocked, knocked, knocked him Byron Hout out, knocked him. That was a moment in itself. Just the fact that he knocked dude out in the first game of the season, like. And I'm not sure Byron Hout still talks about it publicly. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Legarrette Blunt won life because he was able to knock somebody out on national television, end up playing in the NFL, making you know how much, how many millions, winning a couple of different Super Bowls with the Eagles, with the Patriots. Like yeah. he, he was he back went to on back to Super Bowls actually. Huh? He won back to back Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, know? no. So, every team he was on just won the Super Bowl for a you know, um, few years. I, I also remember um, the rise of a guy named Dennis Dixon. Yeah, Which that, honestly for me is special. is the name that really made Oregon like mind you I'm not saying he was better than Joey or anything but Dennis Dixon before the injury so exciting mm-hmm. like a Michael Vick level type of excitement like once he got the ball and it became one on one situation like he was running right past people all the time but still could throw darts out there like Dennis Dixon really helped and with that spread offense that was bought in, like what, what maybe around 2006 or something like that, 
that Chip Kelly spread offense, it's like, yo, they're moving super fast. Yeah, when and they hired him from the University of New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, so uh, those are a couple moments just off the top of my head that were like, as far as the Oregon Ducks, that were great. Of course, man, Reggie Bush and USC, and just watching Reggie Bush do video game-like stuff to everybody every week. That Just that one clip that we all know, and I want to say they're playing against, maybe it's San Diego State, or I can't remember who, who they're playing against, and Reggie's running, you know, towards the sideline, just stops on a dime. The defender runs right past him, and then he darts, you know, diagonally for a touchdown. It's like, get out of here, bro. Reggie Bush was something different. So I'm going to miss caring about those guys because that's the main thing. It's Absolutely. like now that we're not like they won't really be in the same conference as, you know, as Oregon. It's like it's hard to, it's hard to care, you know, about teams that you don't have really a vested interest in. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, the connection that, like, the Oregon going down to the desert and possibly stumbling every year against Arizona, the trip up to Pullman and Washington State. I mean, I made one of those trips. Uh, Oregon lost that year, but and I still hate Washington State Cougar fans for enjoying Ontario Smith getting injured. I mean, I'm that's still to this day one of the most offensive things to me that I've witnessed in sports in person is like you you actually are celebrating not not even a professional athlete at the time, but like some 20 year old kid getting injured. You guys are ass. You're one of the worst kinds of fan bases I could actually even think of. But so there's there's many different memories. If I had to pick a good memory, because that was kind of a, mm, I would say a bad one for sure. The first game I ever went to in the 95, this was, you know, when nobody cared about the Civil War, but the 95-96 Civil War, um, it was at the old uh, Parker Stadium before Reeser Stadium, and Oregon visited Oregon State to play that one. One of the first football games I ever went to. And then, of course, as you get into uh, the 2000s, my first ever, like, Real big memory of a Ducks game was 0-2. You speak of USC, Rashad, when the Ducks actually uh, matched up against the number 15 USC Trojans, uh, ended up beating them. And Carson Palmer, I remember the sealing the deal to lose the game for USC on like a fourth and 15, ended up throwing it into the side, like just into the stands, maybe six, seven rows up on the sidelines. It was crazy. Just not even close. And I'm sitting there in the end zone with, you know, the rest of these Duck fans thinking we had no shot at winning this game as like a 14 year old kid I am. And what an upset it was. So that was a huge memory for me. And then just, uh, the pick. I got to bring up the pick. I think I cannot, we can't end this segment without talking about that huge, huge moment. 1994, mm-hmm. Kenny Wheaton's 97 yard interception return. Uh, I believe it was Damon Heward that was the quarterback for Washington State, sealed Oregon's trip to the Rose Bowl that year. And yeah. I think put Oregon on a rise at that point to national prominence. Mike Bellotti was kind of on the up and coming, taking over for Rich Brooks at that, that point, was the trying one. to make a name. That's probably for the number one moment yeah. in Pac 12 history. You know, is one is of that. them for sure. And, you know, yeah, I think that was definitely uh, one of those ones. So uh, coming up next, man, let's uh, let's go ahead and look at Oregon's schedule and see if Ooh. we can take a peep at Oregon State's schedule. And um, next week we actually get into the thick of it. And so uh, we're going to get some predictions before we get to the, our NFC, AFC West predictions in the second hour. So. You ready to do that, Jordan? I am so excited. Let's, Looking up these schedules, because we're actually just a week away. I've been doing this all summer, but like now, in six days, I get to watch some freaking college football. Let's go. So it starts next week. So coming up next, Oregon. Oregon State schedules, our predictions. Let's see how this shakes out. Coming up next on The Fan.
You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 9.53 minutes before our second hour. Want to make sure we jumped into these Pac-12 schedules as far as Oregon and Oregon State. We'll go ahead and start with the Beavers real fast. And uh, the Beavers are going to be testing this first week. San Jose State just came off of a game against uh, what a lot of people feel like could be a team that competes in the playoff and potentially for a national championship in USC. And they put up 28 points. Yeah, four touchdowns worth, man. And so uh, no interceptions either for uh, for the offense. So I think Oregon State is going to be tested in this first week. You know, the game is going to be at San Jose State. You got a team that has a lot of momentum because they went in there and really competed uh, against one of the best teams in the country. Oregon State is a great team. Uh, are they one of the best teams in the country? That remains to be seen. But they got DJ Ugalali. Am I saying that right? Ugalale. Ugalale. Dang it. Just uh, say DJU. No, I'm going to learn how to say his name. You know, yeah. One more time. DJ Uangalele. Uangalele. I'm going to get it eventually. You know, it's I'm, give me time. But um, they've got a new trigger, man. So Ben Goldbranson just wasn't working the way they really wanted to. But here's what I want to say about Oregon State. Of all the teams in the Pac-12 that are expected to compete, and there's really five of them that are that are ranked, but of all those teams that are expected to compete, None of them can really compete without their their QB1. Let's I mean, just be real. Oh, in the if, Pac-12? No, yeah, I mean, there's six no. QB1s that are leading their team that are huge stories or interesting additions from last year. And guess what? If Bo Nix, and I'm knocking on wood here, or Caleb Williams or Michael Penix Jr. or whomever, if they go down for whatever reason, ineligible for grades, whatever you want to say, can they really, do you really still have faith that they can compete for a playoff spot or at least for compete for the Pac-12 championship? Probably I mean, if we're, not. we're talking OSU, I, they did go 7-1 and one with Ben Goldbranson last year, but that was because, and I made this comparison earlier this week with Dirt, it, it's just more of like a, a Mac Jones being controlled by Bill Belichick situation where Goldbranson was, you know, he does like one or two things well, and Jonathan Smith was kind of limiting him to those things and, and that's, limiting the offense through that. And that's what I'm kind of, and that's kind of my point. Like, if Bo Nix goes down, I I'm, I don't believe that the backup is going to come in and light the world on fire. And be, I don't think any Duck fan believes Ty Thompson will light anything on fire. There you go. If Michael Penix Jr. goes down, and again, we're, I'm knocking on wood here, and I'm not saying when I say go down, I don't mean injury. I mean just say anything keeps them away from the game. You know That happens. I don't really have the faith that, that UW is going to have the season they had. And same thing with USC. Oregon State, though, is used to not having a great quarterback thus far right so they're the one team that's like okay they could lose or not lose or lose their quarterback or whatever the case is and still be able to compete last year they had what two different starting quarterbacks uh yeah yeah with uh, a couple of different points with jebbia and goldbranson there you go and they were still able to win a civil war they were still able to go to a bowl game win that like yeah oregon state is the one team i think that can go without having a star quarterback and still be really competitive because they have a good defense and they have great pieces offensively outside of the quarterback position. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they can do this week coming up against San Jose State. Obviously, it's going to be the first look for DJU under this new, more pro-style offense that he's excited 
about joining, a lot more things that he's had to learn from his time in Clemson and the ACC. They're just kind of playing more of a spread style, and he's excited to you know, take this step. He wants to be a pro-style quarterback, and he believes that Oregon State is going to turn him into that. And after this San Jose State game, you know, they did score four times against uh, USC, whose defense is still fairly mediocre. The Beavers had, I think, the third or fourth best defense in 2022 in the Pac-12. They lost some guys. A lot of their guys still on offense are there. So kind of the same story, I think, for Oregon State as USC. Not nearly as good, of course. Mm -hmm. Not a Heisman quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. The offense is their story. The defense, they're good, but a little questionable after last season. Not And unfortunately, not nearly as good as uh, USC compared to Oregon State last year. Oregon State's defense just blows them out of the water. So that's all I'm saying. It's a little bit of a question mark on defense. Offense is guaranteed. But after their San Jose State game, you know, UC Davis, San Diego, Diego State, the rest of their quote-unquote preseason. They should they should go 4-0 to start the season. They should, with Washington State rounding out uh, September before their matchup against number 14 Utah. And that, with Cam Rising, if they're healthy, Kyle Whittingham running on all cylinders, that's going to be a damn good game. A 6 p.m. kick on September 20, 29th. Yeah, that's going to be one to look forward to. And if they can win that one, Rashad, yeah. they go 4-0 into that and go 5-0. It's just Washington and Oregon at the end of the season really yeah. sets them up for a chance to go undefeated. Can they? A lot of people say no. I think a ten and two season is where a lot of people on the national, uh, which is a hell of stage, a season. Yeah, which are, is a hell are of sitting a for the Beavers, but that you know? is huge going into. Uh, yeah, the the Pac 12s final season. Are they going to get a college football playoff spot? Unless they go perfect, no. But that they could compete. That would be awesome if Oregon State happened to be the team from the Pac 12. That represented in the playoff just in the last year of the Pac-12. That would be amazing. Don't think it's going to happen, but yo, one can dream, right? So that's uh, that's Oregon State. Um, we always talk Oregon Ducks. This is the home of the Oregon Ducks, so you're going to hear plenty of Duck stuff. We want to give some love for the Bees. I mean, really quickly, we can just say like they open up against Portland State, Texas Tech, Hawaii. Texas Tech's the one stumble game there in the preseason. You got former quarterback Tyler Shuck yep. and a pretty good offense there. So mark my words. Ducks fans, look at that one. It's on the road. I think the spread is only three and a half or, or something like that. So so that is a stumble game in the quote-unquote preseason for Oregon. But real, in, real quick, any team outside of Oregon that you're looking forward to seeing what they do this season? Outside um, of Oregon, Oregon State. I am excited to see what USC can do. I'm wondering if Caleb Williams can repeat his Heisman, but I am also super interested to see what Deion Sanders can do. Bingo. I want to see That's what Prime one. in Colorado. I know it's like a no story as far as like the record's going to be. They're probably not going to be as talented, but with all the talking that he's doing, with all the transfers that he brought in, I got to see you, what the hell is going be good, on Boulder. Yeah. You better be great. And with the way all that the stuff. he dissed the Pac-12, basically using this job at Colorado to transition that program out of our conference at the Pac-12 saying, hey, we want the recruiting pipeline in Texas. F you on the West Coast. I, I personally take that as a shot. I don't like that as a West Coast football fan. So yeah, I hope he loses by 40 every single game and I'm interested to see what the hell's going on there. Well, time will tell and uh, we'll see what's going on with that. So Pac-12 season officially starts next week. You know, this is our, our last go around. This is the victory lap for the Pac-12. We're I don't call it a victory lap. Let's just call it the last lap. You know, it's the last dance. I don't know what Pac you call this, man. It's the last dance. We're going to call it that for the Pac-12. Um, so, yeah, that's college football. We officially start next week, week one. 
I'll be down at Autzen, baby. There it is, man. Excited. He'll be there for Portland State versus Oregon. Versus Oregon. I will be at the house watching it comfortably from my couch. I'm excited to see uh, see some of those coaches screaming on the field. I'm well, stoked for that. That's what's up, man. Well, coming up next, man, we're going to get into our AFC West and NFC West previews. Who's going to win? Who's going to make the Super Bowl? Will it be some team from either one of those conferences? I think we might think so, right? Yeah, I think mm, we know who we're maybe. talking about, too. So we'll talk about that next right here on Sports Sunday on The Fan.